Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 282. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and you first-time listeners. We're glad you found us. We hope you enjoy the show and turn into regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we're going to dedicate the entire episode to wrap up all of the major new products and announcements from the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. We're going to be talking about news from LG, Samsung, Hisense, Netgear, and many more, and also some other quirky products we found on the show floor. And we'll finish it off, as we always do, with the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. A huge show planned for you, so let's get cracking. Well, we're going to kick it off by talking about LG, and just just to uh, just for complete transparency, I'm going to let you know that actually LG, I was a guest of LG on this trip. They, uh, I travelled there uh, with with LG, and we kicked off the show uh, with a booth tour uh, of the LG stand, and I have to say some interesting products, but also an interesting ecosystem they've built up. There. So, to me, the story wasn't about particular products yeah there's all, all new tvs and, and other products appliances everything you can imagine but i think the, the story went a little bit deeper i think the, the 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 story is now companies aren't trying to sell you one product they want you to buy an ecosystem of products and lg has that in mind and you could tell from their booth that we're, they, they had a solution for the the lounge room the kitchen the laundry all around the house so it was, of course, uh, anchored in their OLED and Super UHD televisions, which which have now uh, have a Google Assistant on board, and also an LG technology called ThinQ. That's T H I N Q. So this is a technology that runs throughout the whole range, and allows all of these devices to talk to each other. So you you can now ask the TV questions through. You can ask it, who am I watching? And it'll, it'll give you that content information. What other movies have they appeared in? All those sorts of things. So you can also, though, ask your TV, turn the lights blue or turn or start the washing machine or start the oven. So all, all these commands can now be executed through the screens. Now, if, if you don't have to say, hey, Google, with, with those announcements because you just use the remote, press the, the icon on the remote, and then you start talking. So... It still used Google Assistant, ThinQ connecting everything, but you just press a button. And whoever's got the button on the remote, they're the ones. So it's not everyone just yelling at the TV saying, hey, Google, trying to get their word in. You need to have the remote to activate the microphone. Now, the LG booth was set up in all these different areas, as we mentioned. So there was TV, speakers, 
lights, air conditioners, air purifiers, kitchen and laundry appliances, and all of them on the same wavelength. So all on the same page. They can all connect. They can all do things. So there's also uh, the, the, the possibility of a, a connection with Alexa. So that, that was the other thing that we noticed. Google, Alexa, they were the two main voice assistants that are going to be used broadly across LG, Samsung, a lot of other companies. So the question we're going to ask, and this will probably be answered at a later date, what does that mean for Apple? Apple and Siri, they seem to be sort of in the background now, but I'm, I'm sure Apple aren't just going to sit on their hands and not do anything. The reply will come when they release HomePod, which is their smart speaker. But I think that's going to be more of an audio product rather than a smart product, but I think uh, Apple will want a part of this smart market. So you can you can talk to your TV. You can also they're, they're also going to have smart Internet of Things products, a whole range of sensors where they're going to have air sensors and water leak detectors, smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors. So all of these things working together will trigger action. So it's a no-brainer that if it reaches a certain temperature, you can easily set your air conditioner to switch on. To switch on, say say you set it to to start to start at about twenty six degrees Celsius, that might be your trigger point for you to turn on the air conditioner. So you don't have to think about it. As, long as, as soon as the temperature hits that hits that range that 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 level, air conditioner turns on automatically. Same thing for the air sensor with the fine dust particles. But the other part of of the story was also the laundry, the kitchen. You could talk through the fridges and all all these things as well. So in the U.S. markets, you're going to be able to order groceries and things like that from the TV. You can do that in Australia through the Samsung fridge through Woolworths. But just just get, that just gives you a taste of the approach to these products. Now, it wasn't so much them showcasing model numbers and and screen sizes and all these capabilities. It was that broad story, that connectivity. That we're going to see the intelligence and connectivity across the board. So the 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 tour of the booth took us from the kitchen, from the lounge room to the kitchen, the laundry, and then we also wandered into the other parts of the booth and sort of more the entertainment focused parts of the booth, including a look at their twenty one by nine ultra wide monitor that looked amazing, five K resolution. So if you're an editor or a designer or a gamer, you got all this screen real estate and connects with one Thunderbolt cable, which was amazing. The LG also might be entering the laptop market in Australia. They did have on the stand a laptop computer called the LG Gram. So it weighs less than a kilo, but has a battery life that exceeds other devices in that class. So imagine a, a device light and portable, but with a battery that can last maybe a couple of days. Now, all it takes is for one retailer that saw that at CES to say, wow, we'll take that, and uh, then it's gonna, it'll be stocked in Australia. LG haven't been in the laptop market for some time in Australia that could start again this year. Moving out of the audio section of the LG stand, there were Dolby Atmos soundbars. And the interesting thing about this is that the Dolby Atmos soundbar, if you buy an LG OLED TV with a stand, the Atmos soundbar can actually replace the stand. So forget trying to find room in front of the TV. The soundbar becomes the stand. So it does make, uh, it, it helps the fact that the OLED panel is really super light. So really easy to fit, just move out, swap out your, your stand for a new soundbar. Dolby Atmos, by the way, is going to be standard on all of LG's OLED TVs and their Super UHD TVs as well. We, we had a listen to some Adobe Atmos just from their Super UHD TV, and I've got to say, it really, really impressed me. The fact that it took two down-firing speakers 
in this television could create Dolby Atmos effects is remarkable. And that that's through a, a really tight combination, a tight partnership with Dolby. So not only are they offering Dolby Vision, which is their version of high dynamic range, they're also offering Dolby Atmos sound through all of their TVs. Speaking of their TVs, the Super UHD TVs have this nano cell technology. That's their, their answer to sort of QLED, which is what Samsung offers. We'll talk about that in a moment. But what the nano cell does is offer this amazing viewing angle. So if you're sitting up to 60 degrees off center, which is most people, not everyone has the center seat in front of the TV. If you're sitting up to 60 degrees off center, you're still enjoying the same picture quality as you would sitting dead center which is really impressive. Now, uh, there, there was a really interesting thing, which you can see on the site. We, well, we did a, a video that you can watch on, on Tech Guide. There's a, a screen comparison. So an, 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 a normal TV from an opponent, a competitor, and the LG SUHD with NanoCell above it. And the difference was incredible. So that viewing angle is something that, that you can achieve with the NanoCell technology. But of course, the jewel in the crown for... LG would have to be the OLED TVs. And they, again, were still the standout stars of the stand, of the booth. And the new, uh, not not new, well, the Wallpaper W Series looks virtually identical to last year. But under the hood, there's this new Alpha 9 processor, which has certainly improved things significantly. What that's done, it's improved its upscaling ability. So you think about upscaling from standard definition and high definition up to 4K. This will include upscaling the quality of free-to-air TV signals. So TV will look better than ever. Uh, there's also an improved frame rate. So they had an, an interesting demo uh, showing that the new TV is capable of 100 and fra- 120 frames per second. And they had two screens next to each other, one showing, both showing the same thing. So a model train moving right to left. And the top screen had the, was the new OLED showing how smooth it was. You could see the train really clearly and even read all the signage on the side of it. But the bottom TV uh, struggled to keep up. So that was a dramatic, a dramatic demonstration of, of that technology. But plenty more to see at LG. We've included a video. We did a nine-minute tour of uh, the LG booth, uh, nine-minute video, I should say, of the LG booth tour. So you can follow that all around. You can check out our story and that video at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Well, moving over to Samsung. Now, Samsung's stand was once again Massive. It was a huge stand in the central hall just down from LG, but there was one major difference. And that difference was we didn't have rows and rows and rows of their new televisions. Yes, they've been upgraded for 2018. There's QLED technology all there, but they weren't on the stand. That wasn't the story anymore. It's the first year that I can remember where there weren't rows and rows of TVs showing Samsung's latest designs and series. They have a Series 6, 7, Series 8, Series 9, QLED TVs. They weren't there because the story's about how these connect, how these TVs form a part of that story. And I've got to say, the Samsung press conference uh, and, and the booth itself told a really good story about what the company wants to achieve. And they've said a while ago, it was their goal to make all of their products Internet of Things ready by 2020, which is just two years away. 
and they're well on track to do that. And they've done that. They're doing that. They're doing that not only with their own on their own side, but they're also trying to keep that ecosystem open as well. So Samsung's already working with partners as part of the Open Connectivity Foundation. Uh, that's the largest IoT standardization body in the world. So uh, to show that openness during the press conference, their fridge was able to answer a ring doorbell call and also check on the Netgear Arlo uh, security camera feed as well. That was from their fridge. Now, they're also throwing Bixby into the mix here. So you've got Google Assistant. Uh, not, not, not a lot of mentions of Alexa, but definitely going to have Bixby. Bixby is this like the Siri competitor that they introduced with the Galaxy S8 back in March last year. So Bixby's their version of Siri, if you like. And it is going to be present on the television, in the appliances, the fridges, and the ovens, and all of these products. And they form part of this Smart Things ecosystem. Smart Things is a company they purchased some years ago, and now we're starting to see the benefits of that partnership. So there's a lot of these little little sensors and devices that can now work with all the products. There's going to be voice control in all the 2018 Samsung TVs and the new Family Hub refrigerators, all enabled via Bixby so that everyday tasks are made even simpler. During the demo, during the press conference, uh, I think that they asked to play music and they organize a pizza delivery. It was really impressive stuff. So now uh, another thing they showcased was how smart TVs, Samsung smart TVs, will be even easier to set up than ever before as well. And all you do is to use a device that already knows all your favorite apps, that already knows all your passwords, and that's your smartphone. And it literally took minutes for the TV to be set up with all your favorite apps, all your passwords, Wi-Fi enabled, all ready to go. Which is a really so take takes one of those one of those hurdles a pain point for customers is setting up a brand new TV. Well, this really takes that right away. Another interesting part of their TVs includes a universal guide, so you can it, it can find movies and shows based on what you've been watching, so they can suit your taste. The other the other major announcement in turn, on the TV front was the Samsung Wall TV. Now this was a module-based bezel-less design system that allows customers to design to customize their own TV size and shape to suit their needs. Now, I think the maximum size, I think, is 146 inches. So it uses all of these micro-LED panels to form a larger panel. So uh, that was really the only big TV they were making any fuss about. Uh, But I've got to say, probably cost prohibitive for for a regular customer. You're going to buy a 148-inch, 150-inch, 446-inch, I think, was the wall's maximum size. Then you look at it, 100,000 bucks. That's not really really in everyone's budget to do that. But again, Samsung will still have their regular smart TVs, QLED technology on board. Uh, They also made some other announcements too with uh, a a new collaborative product called the Flip. This was a smart interactive whiteboard. It's ideal for your that office collaboration in the in the boardroom. They also announced the Notebook Nine, which is a Windows two in one laptop that comes with the same S Pen that comes with the Note smartphones. So keep an eye out for that. Really interesting what they had to offer. And as I said, it wasn't a story about products. It was a story about what those products can all do once they're all on the same network and working together. Really interesting stuff. If you want to read more about that, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick.
Now, moving over to Hisense. They had a good show, and they had some announcements to make about, of course, their existing ULED TVs, and there are plenty of things to hear about. We're going to talk to Andre Iannuzzi, who's the marketing manager for Hisense in Australia. We're going to let him give you most of that news, but... There was an interesting announcement that they made as well, and that's the fact that they're also going to offer OLED TVs in the Australian market. Now, you've got to remember, the ULED TVs from Hisense are their hero products. There are more than 50 patents. They are uh, in ranges Series 7, Series 8, Series 9, offer a lot of bang for your buck, uh, offer terrific pitch quality. In fact, OLED-like pitch quality, I'm talking great colours, really deep blacks, smooth picture. They're going to also feature in their in the in high sensors range of TVs. So OLED was an interesting announcement and the other interesting part of that is that it's only for Australian customers. Australians are going to see an OLED TV which Hisense says it will position near the top of the line. So they're going to give customers, obviously ULED will still be the hero, but there will also be an OLED option mixed in there as well because customers are hearing about OLED. Sony has them. Panasonic has them. Of course, LG has them. And now Hisense. And we reading between the lines, there is only one manufacturer of OLED TVs in the whole world, and that's LG Display. So not only does LG Display deal with LG, which is a kind of a separate company. It treats LG like any other company. It also sells panels to Sony and Panasonic, and now it's got a new customer in Hisense. So it'd be really interesting to see the direction they're going to take. They had a massive 2017, one of the biggest TV brands in the market in Australia, and they're hoping, of course, to continue that in 2018. But we caught up with Andre Iannuzzi, the marketing manager for Hisense Australia, and we're going to let him tell you about what we can expect in 2018. Andre, thanks for joining me. We're here at CES on the Hisense stand, and I've got to say, wow, a lot of great uh, new ULED TVs, Series 7, Series 8, Series 9, and OLED, which we'll talk about later. Tell us about the new ULED TVs. Well, firstly, thank you for having me, Stephen. It's a pleasure to join you. Uh, we're very excited this year as the official television of the FIFA World Cup. We have a very, very big year ahead. We yes. have a full lineup of completely new industrial designs and our ULED, our premium ULED television lineup. So that's our ULED, which is LED LCD TV based. Yep. Uh, so With it's the number of patents behind it. What are we up to now? 50 plus? So we're, yeah, 50 plus. We're actually at 52 specifically. Uh, but nobody's counting. That's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so starting off Series 7, I had a look at it on the stand. The design has really taken a step up, hasn't it? So yep. that, that's, that's the entry level of the premium ULED range. Takes through the, uh, the, the Series 7. So Industrial design is an incredibly important factor. We can talk about technology, picture quality, which is 100% fundamental when you get the product home. But ultimately, you still want to be proud of the, the, obviously the, the product you're putting in your living room, bedroom, or game room. Yeah. Um, so industrial design is a very, very important part. But obviously, that doesn't sacrifice the fact that we've got some amazing technology within that. So if you look at the entire range overall, we've actually doubled our quantum dot uh, yes. television lineup in our ULED range and also doubled our UHD premium certified TVs in our full ULED range. But it does comprise of Series 7, Series yes. 8 and Series 9. Okay, so there's a distinct... There's three distinct tiers, That's right. and each each of these the tiers uh, improvement over the one before. So, yeah. Series Eight again, new design, yep. enhanced technologies. Is, is it Series Eight introduced the Quantum Dot technology? That's right. So, in Series Eight, we actually introduced Quantum Dot. Also yep. has a uh, a bezel-less design. Yep. So basically, it's it's wrapped with a very thin 
piece of aluminium around the frame, so absolutely elegant design. And obviously you're getting at the pointy end for us in terms of the introduction of very top features. The next level for us would then be Series 9. Okay, so let's talk about Series 9. I, I, I was standing in front of it and I was mesmerised, the black levels, colours, and that's a result of the more dimming zones. Is that right? That's right, exactly right. So uh, for us, Series 9 is the pinnacle in our ULED television lineup. Again, it's still LED LCD TV, which has some amazing benefits in itself. So in our Series 9, we can achieve up to 2,200 nits brightness, a yeah, uh, right. very big number, but ultimately it's extremely bright. So that's one of the core fundamentals of, of uh, I guess, the importance of still LED LCD TV. Yeah. It's very, very bright. So the contrast to that, or the, actually the flip side is, obviously we need to be also be able to achieve as close to pure blacks as possible. Yes. So we've been able to do that through a thousand, actually it's over a thousand zone local mm -hmm. dimming. Yep. So it actually divides up the screen to very small thousand zones, or actually very small zones that we individually turn on and off okay. to be able to achieve pure blacks immediately next to basically a pure white. So you had a big big year in 2017. Huge year. ULED was obviously a runaway success. Yeah. But you're now introducing, and it was announced here at CES, that OLED is going to become part of the Hisense line. That's right. Where does that fit in? So it's a very good question. So for us, we are completely committed and we continue to invest in ULED. It's it's a very, very important part. And it's obviously, it's a Hisense-owned uh, technology and yep. a Hisense-owned brand. 52 patents. 52 patents, <laughs> correct. We're very proud. We're continuing yes. to invest in that. Yep. But of course, we're also listening to the consumer. So the consumer wants more choice. OLED is no doubt part of that choice and it's actually had a, a very successful year uh, and what we're actually wanting to do is uh, uh, is actually add that to our range and provide consumers with wider choice. Sure. But it actually has been coming through I guess the response of consumers take up of ULED TV for us this year. There's a very big and growing appetite for the Hisense brand in Australia, which we're very proud yeah, of. I want to talk about that, actually. Just in closing, mm. you, the, how big a year was 2017 for Hisense? It was a watershed year, wasn't it? It was an enormous year. For us, uh, we are in 2017, we are the best-selling television and refrigeration brand. Wow. So it is actually quite phenomenal, the amount of success and rapid growth that we've been having. Yeah. But again, I think it's it, it comes down to the core principles that we really market our products and actually prepare our products for the average consumer yeah. so it's not unattainable pricing and obviously the latest technology possible absolutely so well having no a sacrifice big, having a big 2017 you know what that means you've got to have an even bigger 2018 we're ready for it fantastic thanks for joining us andre fantastic thank you Stephen. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Well, public Wi-Fi, we all use it, but it's not always safe. Without the right protection, your personal information could become public. There are plenty of examples of vulnerabilities that allow attackers to intercept data tr transmitted across a Wi-Fi network. Personal information that's sent this way over the internet or stored, even stored on your connected devices, things like passwords, credit card, num credit card numbers, and more, could become vulnerable. All this personal information can be used towards committing identity theft or accessing your bank accounts without your knowledge. The team at Norton are dedicated to help keeping you your valuable data safe. The Norton Wi-Fi privacy encrypts the personal information you send and receive on public Wi-Fi to help keep it private wherever you want to log on and however you want to log on. It's available for mobile devices and laptops as well, Mac and PC. So help protect your information with Norton Wi-Fi privacy. To find out more, visit au.norton.com. 
Next up, we're chatting Netgear. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about D-Link's products. Uh, Netgear had some interesting announcements and developments on their already strong range of products. Now, one, one of the announcements that really interested me, I'm a bit of a gamer myself, they have this new gaming, a router designed for gamers. So imagine a router that you can have access a dashboard that lets you pick the faster servers that can allocate bandwidth on your network. So if you want to take over a little bit more bandwidth than everything else for your game, then you can do that. And you've got to remember, online gamers, uh, especially serious, and, and look, we're all serious online gamers. Who plays online, they all want to. They all want to do their best. They all want the, the best possible outcome. And and it could be a millisecond difference that is the difference between winning and losing. So the Netgear router allows these players who invest already in great equipment, chairs, mice, keyboards, great consoles, uh, all this equipment. So this is a product that was helped developed for gamers by gamers. Netgear also introduced some new security and parental control software to their existing lineup as well. So now you can just imagine being able, as a parent, to set limits on screen time, to control what they can and can't see or access on their phone, and the times where they can access the internet. So they can limit screen time, parents can set a bedtime. Uh, and also, on the security side, they can also add security software or put a blanket protection in their partnership they've made with Bitdefender to provide that, that uh, security across the board. On the Arlo side, they've also added an Arlo Lite so that that can also add uh, be one of those other products that you can link in your Arlo chain of products. So you've got a camera, you've got a light. If a light's triggered, the camera goes off and vice versa. They're also able to be controlled now with Google Assistant. So uh, really interesting stuff coming up there. But we thought we would let uh, David Henry from Netgear explain it all himself. Well, hi, David. Thank you for joining me. We're at CES once again. And it isn't CES without talking to you. We always come and see uh, you guys at Netgear and a lot of great new products uh, that you've released once again. Let's start with, though, I'm a big gaming fan. Great. And the gaming router, I've got one word, wow. <laughs> Tell us about that. It's pretty cool. I mean, we've, we've talked to a lot of our Nighthawk customers, and they're gamers. And they've said, you know, they invest a lot of money in their gaming experience. They invest in their, their console, their PC, uh, their controller, their headphones, their mice, their keyboards. Uh, and they say, you know what? I want a network that is just as good as all the other peripherals that I have. Yeah. And they chose the Nighthawk. So we listened to them and they said, we said, what else can we add to make it even better? So we took the best of Nighthawk, the Wi-Fi performance, the coverage, the speed, and we added a lot of new software tools to really customize it just for the gaming experience. Amazing. Every second counts when it comes to gaming. and Every I millisecond mean, counts. <laughs> like, and, and there's a lot of gamers who are so into the gaming that they go back and review what, what possibly could have made that, that slight lag. Yep. So that, that's and, and the e-gaming and the whole gaming industry is just really moving up really fast, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I think when, when people are, are competitive, uh, it's, it, it's emotional. And, and if, you, if, you're, if you're not doing well, you want to know why. And so one of the reasons that sometimes people will have lag or, or not succeed is that it could be out in the cloud. It could be yeah. congestion in the cloud. Yeah. It could be congested in their home because their Wi-Fi network and their, and their, their broadband is shared by a lot of devices. Yeah. You know, you've got family members using it. You've got yeah. your, your IP cameras and your IoT stuff. 
But the gamers say, okay, I want to know all that. I want to be able to control things. Yeah. I want the tools. Give me the tools to control it, and then I can make sure I have the best experience. I like the feature where you can, do, you can drag all the bandwidth to you, to your console. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. A, that's you, my favorite feature. Yeah, you can, you can basically <laughs> shut down everybody and just prioritize all the bandwidth for yourself. Wow. Well, let's move on to uh, security, parental controls as well. Let's, let's talk about parental controls. That's something that a lot of my listeners, I'm sure, have got children, and oh, yeah. they, it's very hard to sort of control, especially several devices in the home. Netgear's got now a solution with Circle. Yeah, yeah. We partnered with a, uh, a company named Circle because we started to see uh, parental controls of the past was about blocking inappropriate web content, yeah. and that's still important. Yeah. But to be honest, that's table stakes. Yeah. That's that's given. Yeah. What parents are looking for, and I can speak as I got two young boys myself, is that parents are looking for both not just blocking inappropriate content, but how do you manage screen time? Yeah. Uh, there's a really uh, potential epidemic of addiction to screens and games and, 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 and tablets and, and phones and parents need the equipment and the tools to monitor how their children are spending time online yeah. control it and then have that dialogue so that you can have really responsible use of technology mm-hmm. um, our parental controls allows you to pause the internet at any given yeah. time hey, time for dinner pause time to take a shower pause yeah. time to get dressed Pause. Time, time to go outside. Time for bed. <laughs> time for bed. Yeah. So we have all this uh, ability, and you can schedule it. Yeah. And what I do is I say, okay, every night at, you know, call it nine o'clock at night. Yep. All of my kids' devices cannot get online, and they can't get online again till you know seven in the morning. Well, that's setting setting good habits early. I think that uh, I think par- parents are struggling with this. Yes, it makes it easier. But, yep. uh, it's it's just not only parental controls. I also saw there's an update now for your Orbi and your Nighthawk devices for your security too. So it's a Bitdefender partnership with Bitdefender. Yeah, I mean one of the things we do at Nick is we find the best in class partners from every uh, segment. We have the best in class parental controls, and now we're doing the same thing for security. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did realize that. You know, network security is the Wi-Fi router and gateway can be used not just to give you access to the Internet, but to protect all devices in your home from what might be bad out there. In the old days, you'd you'd load antivirus on your PC and you'd be done. But guess what? You can't load antivirus on your smart smart camera. You can't load antivirus on your refrigerator or your washing machine. Or your baby monitor. Or your baby monitor. All these things potentially Mm -hmm. uh, can be vulnerable. And what we've done with our, our, our Nighthawk uh, router with a technology we call Netgear Armor mm-hmm. is we're using the Wi-Fi router to protect those devices. If we see, for example, that your thermostat is talking to a server that you know might be in, in a, Russia, in Russia <laughs> and, you know, no offense yeah. to the Russians, yeah. this thermostat's not supposed to go on over there. Yeah. And so we can block that. Okay. And then we can give you a notification. Uh, if we can see if, if you have your kid downloaded a game, yeah. but it's not really a game. Uh. It's actually something else. We can see that, and we can block that, and then we'll tell you which device it is. And I understand, too, that uh, the, the subscription to the Bitdefender service, you can also have unlimited uh, protection on all your devices yeah. as well. So if you, when you leave your network, is yep. that correct? So you've got, you got the Bitdefender software on the device. Yep. We've got every base covered. When you're in the home, we, we protect you with the router. But, hey, people are mobile. You leave the home, you load software on your laptop, your Mac, your smartphone protect you even when you're outside of the home so we call it that endpoint protection it's all part of the neck your armor fantastic and well also arlo has also taken another step forward uh, there's there's the new there's an arlo light as well yep. so tell yeah. us about the arlo the new arlo products in the family sure i mean arlo's is really exciting story we've got one and a half million people around the world using arlo and quite a few of them in australia a couple hundred thousand just in australia wow. and it's growing so quickly and people are using it primarily for security. They want to know who's at their front door, back door, side. Yep. Um, and we decided, now that we have this platform, 
what else can we add to enhance that security experience? Mm -hmm. So the next most logical thing was lighting, outdoor lighting that's wire free. Lights that you can put up without having to have an electrician, without stringing wires all around. Mm -hmm. You can put up around the periphery of your house to keep it illuminated at night. And most importantly, it's part of the Arlo platform. Yeah. So if my camera sees motion, it'll turn on the light. Not just one light. I can have the camera turn on the light all around the house. Mm -hmm. I can have the front door light flash in red yep. and vice versa. If the light sees motion, I can have the camera start recording. Yeah, right. So this Arlo uh, ecosystem is all about really, really good wire-free battery-powered products and a really powerful cloud that uses artificial intelligence and machine learning yep. to make it very easy to manage. And it can now detect if there's a person out the front or it's yeah. a, if a dog walks past your camera or a car yeah. drives past, it can now distinguish between that. Yeah, I mean, in the old days, you'd get an alert because there was some motion at your front door, mm -hmm. but you know what I really want to know is who's at my front? Is there yeah. someone at my front door or is it just the cat? Yeah. You know, with our new alerts, the push notification comes that says, you've got motion. It's a person. And by the way, here's a picture of that person. Go ahead and play yeah. it right now. And you can also set rules as well. So like, I think one of the examples in my, in my demo was if there's a person detected outside my front door, yep. turn on the lights and call 911 or whatever. There's that possibility, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that's our cloud infrastructure. The cloud is yeah. all about the logic and the rules. And yeah. One thing can trigger the other. And, and, and based on what it sees, take certain actions. Mm -hmm. um, and we can do that between our lights between our cameras, yeah. uh, and even we'll get to the point where you, you know you can call the police automatically, yeah. uh, or you can call your neighbor automatically okay. when it sees certain uh, types right. of activities. And also now the Arlo products are now uh, with Google Assistant on board as well. So yeah. that's so uh, you can ask, you know, hey Google, show me the back camera on my iPad. Yeah, I mean the voice is going to be so important in how people interact with technology. Yeah. So if you look across our Orbi platform our Nighthawk platform and our Arlo platform, we're integrated with the leading voice uh, services out there, Google Assistant, Alexa, and there'll be more coming. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to seeing these in market. Thanks for your time, David. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy New Year. And that was David Henry. We also want to just touch quickly on D-Link's range of products. D-Link, of course, obviously a competitor to, to Netgear, but they too had an interesting range of new announcements, including the new Cover, and this is a mesh Wi-Fi system. That's cover spelled C-O-V-R. So similar to Netgear's Orbi system, they've got two versions. Uh, they've got a cover, which is uh, the 2202 version. That's a tri-band version. Uh, and they've also got a smaller dual-band system that is similar to Google Wi-Fi. So small, subtle, small little base stations that can fit in the, fit in the palm of your hand. So there are there'll be a two system for the tri-band, so two pieces, a main and a satellite. There'll also be three units in the twenty one oh three, the smaller model, uh, and again like like Google Wi-Fi. Uh, they've also got a the D-Link also has a Wi-Fi router that's powered by McAfee. So similar offering to what Net Netgear uh, announced. This is a router that has McAfee baked in. Uh, so you can control every single device on the network. It'll also tell you if there's the password and security of any particular device, whether it's a mobile device or a light or a camera, whatever happens to be on your network. If it's not secure enough, it'll tell you and make it secure enough. They ran a little test in front of us, and they ran a hack of a light. And within 20 seconds, that was not only detected but also fixed. 
So it really gives you peace of mind that your, your network's secure. It can also install security software on all the mobile devices. So when they're out of that, your home network, they're protected on the go as well. Similarly, parental controls. So you can take control of all the devices that your particular child, your daughter, your son may use. So they may have a phone and a tablet. You can set the same restrictions on the network. So it'll also suggest different uh, ages. So say your son's 10, uh, it'll give you recommendations of what to block, certain types of sites. Uh, you can also set time limits as well. Really important thing for parents to enforce screen time to give them a sense of what's appropriate in terms of screen time and also, of course, appropriate on what sort of content they're going to access as well. Uh, the other thing uh, D-Link announced were also some uh, Google Assistant-friendly cameras. So you can now ask Google to see live camera views, turn products off and on from their smart plugs. D-Link also unveiled what, well, the first uh, 802.11ax devices. Now, we already know 802.11ac, which is the current Wi-Fi standard. But these were the first 802.11ax. There's two of them. There's the DIRX6060 and the DIRX9000. The 6060 is a dual-band router, combined speeds of up to 6,000 megabits per second. The tri-band, though, the X9000, combined speeds of up to 11 thousand megabits per second massive improvement over the coverage of 802.11ac routers four times more capacity it's got a 1.8 gigahertz quad core processor and we can expect to see those dealing products as as with the uh, netgear products as well in the coming months in australia if you want to read more about the dealing products and also the netgear range of products you can check them all out at techguide.com.au this is tech guide with stephen finney tech guide keeping you updated and educated well, next up, we uh, we had an interesting meeting with Alcatel. Interesting because, uh, not only because of the products, but because of the circumstances. Now, our meeting was set for 11.30 on day two of the show. And one thing happened, a tiny little thing happened before the meeting. There was a massive blackout uh, at the in the central hall of the Consumer Electronics Show. I was walking towards the Alcatel stand, and it was lights out. The power, it had rained heavily the night before. That had something to do with one of the generators on site. And lights were out for two hours. But our Alcatel meeting went ahead. We met up with uh, with uh, guys from Alcatel. And we went into a meeting room, which was pitch black. But what we, what we did, we powered up our torches on our smartphones and carried on. on had, I had a chance to look at the three new ranges, the 5 Series, the 3 Series, and the 1 Series. And one thing they're going to all have in common, and that's 18 by 9 displays. That's that long, all-screen front, longer, covers most of the front of the product. And the that design is going to filter down to phones. It's going to be less than 100 bucks. So that's pretty remarkable where a company like Alcatel who is backed by the massive TCL company, so TCL make all the screens for them, where they're going to offer what was a year ago premium technology, premium design across the entire range of their products. Uh, we can expect to see that. More information will be, uh, we'll find that out at the Mo- Mobile World Congress, which will be at the end of February. But in the meantime, the, the, what we did, we had a bit of a hands-on with the, the products and the Alcatel 5 series, that's their premium model. It's going to have dual front-facing cameras, face ID, fingerprint reader, 5.7-inch screen. And again, the cost will be massively lower than the competitor's flagship smartphones. Moving on to the Alcatel Series 3, a larger screen here, 6-inch high-resolution screen, again, 18 by 9 dual-lens rear camera, and a really cool design as well. 
And finally, the Alcatel One series, the most affordable phone in the Alcatel lineup, still packed with features. It'll still include a fingerprint reader and a quality 18 by 9 display as well. Again, more information will be released about the products in terms of their camera strengths and all the exact specifications when they are formally unveiled at the Mobile World Congress. But in the meantime, if you want to read more about that story, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. We're going to round out the show before the help desk to talk about some very quirky products that we saw. Now, last week we described some quite quirky products. Well, there were even more. And the first one is the Omrom, Omron robot. Now, this is a, it, it looks like, if you take a look at it, it looks a little bit like the robots in the War of the Worlds. It's got, looks like it's got legs and this big head. It's actually a ping pong robot. And we got a chance to take this on in the South Hall. And I've got to say, it was a really interesting thing to play against a robot. Now, this is a practice. This is designed to sharpen your skills as a ping pong player. Had amazing reflexes. This thing can move within accuracy of 0.1 millimeters. It's locating the ball up to 80 times per second, utilizing this repurposed arm that was actually from an industrial robot, but still can swing that bat around really clearly, really accurately. If you watch the video on our story on Tech Guide, you'll see that early on I sort of was netting a few balls, but I did manage to get a few points past the Omron robot, which was really cool. It was uh, the robot is is designed, as I said, to to sharpen you up. It's not perfect by any means, and, and the fact that I scored a point against it doesn't really mean anything. But uh, it, it was a robot nonetheless, and could really, if you have no one to play with, uh, you can spend a couple of hundred thousand and get one of these robots to keep you sharp. The Omron robot, interesting stuff. You can read that whole story at Tech Guide. But other quirky products we looked at and. I'm going to try to keep a straight face when I talk about this, but there was some smart underwear on display. A company called Spartan Underwear, and they had their underwear purpose-built. Uh, these these guys, French French designers they are, they want to build these underwear, I'm just going to say it, to protect your family jewels. You think about where you keep your phone. It's in your pocket. You've got a laptop on, on your lap. It's it's right there Uh right near where your family jewels are located, your balls, your nuts, whatever you want to call them. And this company decided, well, they're going to create special underwear that's developed with this high-tech fabric. So it incorporates silver fiber in the cotton weave. So that acts like a little bit of an electromagnetic shield, which can block 99% of all mobile and Wi-Fi radiation. Now, why are we doing this? There have been studies to say, by major institutions, I have to say, that have raised concerns about the harmful effects of wireless radiation on male fertility. So in other words, these this radiation can affect your sperm count. And if you don't, we're not doing anything about it, there is a possibility that our sperm counts can lower, our fertility rate goes down as well, and it could really affect the future of mankind. So the, these, are, these were tests run uh, according to the Cleveland Clinic. Having a smartphone in your pocket could have an effect on your sperm count. So we don't want to stop using technology. So the Spartan underwear is something you can use to protect yourself. And they're available in black or blue. There's a, a, an interesting video that I made with, uh, with Arthur from Spartan, one of, the, one of the founders of the company. And while we're having a laugh, it is 
could be potentially a serious matter and uh, it's something to help your boys to protect your family jewels. Well, that's no laughing matter. You should check that story out as well. Uh, lastly, the quirky products that we covered at Tech at the Consumer Electronics Show, and this is a, a favourite of mine, being a Star Wars fan. I know this product uh, well, hasn't been quite released in the in Australia, but I got a chance to take a look at it. It's the first order Stormtrooper robot from Ubitech. Now, Ubitech is a company that has uh, a lot of lot of robotic toys, but the first order Stormtrooper, I have to say, is incredible. It's about twenty five centimeters tall. It's sort of it's a caricature version of the first order stormtrooper. So it's got a slightly bigger head, larger feet, but it is all cute and all smart. Really accurate detailing on the armor and all of that. Eyes on board. The eyes are actually cameras, so can it use them to recognize faces and also customize those interactions if it recognizes somebody. You can also issue voice commands. Uh, you can get third, first and third person augmented reality experience as well through the companion app. But all around, this is just a fun product. It's got sentry mode, so it can stand guard, patrol a designated area, and also protect and inspect the area with its first-person camera view. Uh, really intelligent little product. Definitely on my shopping list. I really want it. And uh, the first order Stormtrooper. It's going to be priced about 499 bucks. But check out our cute little video. We, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but it does something really cute in the video. You should check it out at our website. There's plenty of quirky products and major products that we've spoken about and we discovered at the Consumer Electronics Show, and you can check them all out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Well, you already know Arlo by Netgear, the worldwide leader in smart home security. Well, they've got, they were the creator of the world's first 100% wire-free, weatherproof HD security camera. Well, now, get to know the new Arlo Pro with even more features, including two-way audio that's always that allows you to talk to your kids, your pets, or whoever's at your front door right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has quick rechargeable batteries, night vision, and live on-demand streaming. And yes, it's still 100% wire-free and weatherproof. So you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. Arlo Pro is, takes just a few minutes to set up so you can check in on your home, your business, from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone, tablet, or computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days. Visit arlo.com forward slash au. For more info, go to Arlo and the new Arlo Pro by Netgear. Every angle covered. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. In the Tech Guide Help Desk this week, a couple of things. One was an interesting question. Uh, was about uh, someone wanting to know what waterproof music player they can buy. Now, I imagine they're probably swimming laps and doing all kinds of things and want to listen to their music at the same time. Well, one that we found is actually made by Sony. They've got a waterproof Walkman that's got both NFC and Bluetooth wireless technology. So these headphones have built-in memory. So if you want to put music on the device, you can hear that while you're swimming. It also can pair with your phone, and so you can stream from your phone as well. That is the NWZ WS610 series, uh, priced at about $199. Waterproof Walkman, amazing. Another question we had, and this was from a reader, a concerned reader who was asking, 
How soon before a 3G won't be in use? I think we've just got around for all the 2G networks to being shut down and a lot of customers having to replace their handsets. This concerned uh, reader contacted us and said, well, what, what about 3G? How long have I got for 3G? And my answer was, well, there's really been no time limit set for 3G. It's, it's around. I think so many people still use it. The, the networks aren't going anywhere. So as far as we're concerned, it's really indefinite that there's going to be 3G. Now, there's of course, there's 4G right now, and we're going to see in the next year or two 5G. But 3G ain't going anywhere. So you've got at least got a couple of years before that even is, they even think about what they're going to do with 3G. But just to, to, to cope with the sheer capacity of the network, 3G ain't going anywhere. We're still going to have 3G. So if you've got a 3G product that, that might not be 4G, don't panic. Still going to be okay. Still going to be useful. So it ain't going anywhere. So don't worry about having to buy anything new anytime soon. You're listening to Tech Guide. And that is our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about, of course, at our website, techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, use our Voice Byte app. You can have the hashtag techguide, record your 15-second question, record maybe a 15-second review of a product that you bought. Maybe you love it, you hate it, you want to let us know about it. Hashtag techguide, Voice Byte. Uh, and then slide it, slide to broadcast. I will get that, that voice bite and play it on this podcast. So you'll hear your voice right next to mine. If you want to still go down the email road, info at techguide.com.au, but we are going to give preference to the voice bites. We also want to thank our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. It's been great having you with us, so we hope you'll join us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 